Lisa. I'm delighted today to be joined by Emmanuel Marshall, uh, Managing Director and Global Head of Sales at Consensus. Manu, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Tina. Really glad to be here. No, oh, it's such a pleasure. Um, so let's kick off with the most recent Consensus headline, if you will. Uh, Consensus just bought the Quorum platform from JP Morgan. Uh, JP Morgan had developed it, and uh, you've also become a strategic, uh, or and, and they've become a strategic shareholder of Consensus. So pretty exciting news. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this deal and how it came about and why it makes sense for both parties? Yeah, absolutely. So on uh, on August 27th, our company, Consensus, acquired the Quorum platform from JP Morgan. Uh, Quorum, as you probably know, is the leading platform for per, uh, private permission blockchain networks. And we will merge the technical roadmap with our mainnet compatible client, Hyperledger Besu. And so combining this roadmap will be a, a powerful offering in the enterprise Ethereum space, especially as we see more convergence on mainnet Ethereum. Yeah. Um, so with all eyes on, you know, other areas such as DeFi, um, companies such as Consensus have um, kind of fallen out of the limelight a little bit, but you've quietly been, you know, really working away. Um, you know, so, you know, going back in time a little bit, uh, Consensus launched um, pretty much at the 2016, 2017 enterprise blockchain, you know, start. Um, and then I think the thinking was more that enterprise blockchain was quite a long way off, um, you know, considering public blockchain. So um, you've scaled up super quick since then. Um, and then, you know, at some points, given the market had to scale back down a little bit. So, you know, give us the quick lowdown on, on what it's been like um, at Consensus over the last couple of years um, and how you've positioned the business given the changes of sentiment toward public blockchains that we've seen over the last year. I think it's been a, a really exciting uh, three, four years. Uh, so for Consensus, uh, I think to tie that back to, to the announcement, it's really the culmination of an 18 months transition for Consensus. Mm. Uh, we have restructured and separated our investment business from our software development business, which had allowed us to be really hyper-focused on building out our product suite of tools, infrastructure, and application for Ethereum. Uh, our products enable developers to build the next generation applications. Uh, work with enterprise, we work with enterprise to launch modern financial infrastructure. We also uh, have been helping people use the increasingly decentralized web. Uh, and so today our product suite serves millions of users, support billions of blockchain-based queries for, for our client, and we handle, and that has handled billions of dollars of digital assets. So we've gone a long way. Today we have uh, our software business uh, is uh, super focused on our core products, which are uh, Quorum, Infura, Codify, Metamask, and Diligence. We have also uh, other products that used to be developed uh, in consensus and they now sit in a separate portfolio and we'll have more to share in, uh, in the structure of that portfolio in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. But that transformation was really a critical step in enabling consensus to continue to drive innovation, better serve its customer and the broader ecosystem. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I think many of our viewers will will know of Consensus both as a as a software development studio, as well as an investment firm, you know, funding the, the Ethereum ecosystem. So, you know, how much waiting between the two, um, you know, kind of routes to business has shifted over time? Uh, I don't think it has shifted. Maybe it has uh, shifted in the eye of um of the market or the, the press, depending on the hype uh, or the hype cycle in the in the space. But for us, it's always been very clear that there's uh, two markets that are converging: mm. uh, the enterprise market, uh, which has been uh, you know very early on in 2015, started uh, understanding the benefits of blockchain for streamlining operation and uh, reducing complexity and reducing cost. And then uh, the whole DeFi space, uh, which had iterated through many different names or the Web3 uh, mainnet space. Uh, and we've seen uh, demand on both sides. We know eventually these two spaces will converge. Earlier this year, we've uh, announced jointly with EY uh, the baseline protocol initiative, which looks at using mainnet for connecting enterprise uh, ERP systems. Mm. And so that convergence is uh, definitely happening. Um, and so we think we are in a very exciting position in the market, given our involvement in both the uh, Web3 and the enterprise blockchain space. Um, I think, you know, consensus compared to uh, companies like maybe Hyperledger or Corda, um, you know, consensus has always kind of promoted that vision from the start that public and private blockchains would ultimately merge or converge um, and become interdependent in some way. Um, do you think that uh, this more liberal mindset is, is filtering through? Um, and, and, and if so, what kind of competitive position does that create for consensus? Uh, so when it comes to blockchain, uh, I think you need to look at it as, uh, and, and what we see is today, Ethereum is the largest programmable blockchain in the world. Uh, it's leading in business adoption in developer community in growth, uh, in natively digital and decentralized finance. And uh, for example, this summer, we've seen the daily transaction fees on Ethereum surpass those of Bitcoin, meaning Ethereum is the most used protocol. Mm -hmm. That's really what it means. And every time there's been a uh, technology uh, that saw a mass adoption, it's always been stretched to the limit. We'll remember uh, complaining about uh, internet being too slow which meant really that internet was successful. And so the same is happening here. Blockchain are uh, a trust uh, technology and Ethereum is far and away the leading candidate to serve a, as the new trust foundation for the payment system. And, uh, and so we are really, really exciting about uh, our positioning in the space and how we can support uh, the continued growth of the ecosystem. Yeah, so let's talk about, you know, what's next. Um, you know, there's ex uh, excitement building over the upcoming release of ETH 2.0. Um, where do you see the opportunities that that will create for consensus at a software development and scaling level? Um, you know, do you see opportunities around potentially staking? Um, you know, what, what could the scaling issues be? You know, what, what's, your, what's your position on the, the future outlook for yeah. the highs and lows of ETH 2.0? Well, uh, we, see, we see the high. Um, so uh, Ethereum 2 has been you know, a long way to come. 
the community has poured an incredible amount of effort in making sure Ethereum 2 will be uh, right from the start. And uh, therefore, it's, it's making sure that, uh, you know, there's sufficient test and, uh, but Ethereum 2 was talked about already in 2015 with the move to uh, proof of stake. Uh, for us, with consensus, we've been uh, involved in that um, in uh, in this journey from the start. Uh, earlier uh, last year, we started releasing our Ethereum 2 client called Teku. Uh, we've also earlier this year launched our staking service um, called Codify Staking, and uh, we see a tremendous level of interest as already is now uh, starting to line up for. Uh, what I really hope uh, a launch of the beacon chain uh, towards the end of the year. Um, and so we're ready for supporting this. Okay. Um, how confident are you that Ethereum 2.0 will help to solve, you know, some or all of the network scaling issues that it's experienced? Um, I'm very confident. I'm very confident because, uh, not because we get the silver bullet on technology, but because uh, Ethereum benefits from having the largest uh, community adoption mm -hmm. and support, uh, the largest amount of research around it, uh, done not by a single company, but by a combination of companies and independent developers. And as such, and it has proven this over the last five years, is uh, it's capable of innovating, uh, yet maintaining the security and solidity of the existing network. And so um, uh, very, very confident that continue to operate on the, uh, in that way. I think that's also a very interesting trend in enterprise is the increasing level of adoption of Ethereum, uh, not only in traditional enterprise consortiums, but also with central bank digital currencies. Uh, consensus is in discussion right now with uh, four of the central banks for the issuance of digital currency. And so that's another uh, trend of the adoption of uh, Ethereum in, uh, in the space. Great. Um, so, you know, one of the other, uh, you know, surrounding issues um, that we talk about a lot is interoperability cross-chain, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's teams like Lab577 who are building on Corda but remaining chain agnostic or projects like Polkadot or Cosmos. Um, what, how do you see the next stage of interoperability playing out? Um, and, and how important are things like, you know, standards? Um, what, what role do they play in ensuring that interoperability becomes a reality? Yeah, so interoperability is gonna become uh, critical, but first you need adoption on networks. And so what we see today is uh, most of the digital assets are existing on Ethereum and in private network, uh, uh, recent report showed that uh, it's a uh, two-prong race between Fabric and Ethereum. Okay. Uh, with Corda following uh, next. And so um, that means the assets, uh, interoperability will be important, but uh, the first prime is making sure this network gains gain significant traction and exists, and then uh, interoperability will come next. I think what we've seen so far is on the interoperability work, uh, uh, standards are going to be critical, uh, which is why we've been uh, 
involved in the formation of the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance that has worked on uh, standards for uh, Ethereum technology and also smart contracts. Uh, we're involved in the uh, token taxonomy framework, which is another group that's trying to establish standards of uh, digital assets. Uh, and also all the ERC uh, 20 and 1400 and different Ethereum standards are, are very important. So we are highly involved in all of these. Um, and then I think this will naturally set one of the foundation for uh, where the interoperability will be important. Okay. Well, um, and, and I guess finally, one of the questions I wanted to just touch on too is, you know, what are your other core areas of focus um, or, or demands that you're seeing from enterprise services or enterprise customers? You know, we, we don't hear as much about what's happening in the enterprise space. Um, what, where do you see the, the next kind of 12 months and the evolution of enterprise blockchain going? And that's a good question. So maybe enterprise projects are a bit less sexy than DeFi right now. But uh, they're very real. Uh, so, for example, uh, in the global trade and logistics space, there are very significant projects that have taken place going live in 2018 and growing now to hundreds of customers, mm. like of Congo for commodity trade finance or Coventis for post trade processing or VAC also for post trade processing in oil and gas. Uh, all these projects have gathered uh, hundreds of customers and are have now effectively digitized the operation of their markets between counterparties and have become uh, references in their respective markets. Uh, so this will continue. We will see many of these networks uh, still coming live this year. Uh, and then I think gradually uh, you will see a consolidation of these networks or a connection of these networks. So for example, uh, VACT, which deals with uh, trade execution in oil and gas market, is connected to Congo when it requires financing. Mm. And so that's one form of interoperability, although both of them are built on private Ethereum. Uh, it is two separate chains and there's interoperability between the two. Uh, so I think we continue to see this. I've talked also about uh, central bank digital currencies. Uh, these projects are becoming very real. Mm. Uh, we've seen a, a massive uh, progress this year in uh, the adoption. The European Union just announced that it needs to accelerate to not be left behind uh, China on its uh, digital currency initiative. And then I think uh, next year we're going to start seeing some of the first uh, convergence projects where enterprises are using mainnet uh, to interconnect their systems. And that will be, again, very exciting development. Fantastic. Manu, it's been fascinating. Thank you so much for giving us a, a little bit of an inside view of what's happening at Consensus. Yeah. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you. I'm very, very glad to, to have that uh, chat with you today. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. It's a pleasure.